Hello. Welcome to the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for Taking Charge of Your Health. I'm your host, Dr. Rob. Last week, I discussed seasonal allergies, a condition that doctors like to call allergic rhinitis, in which pollen, a substance that is not at all a threat to the body, is mistaken for something that is dangerous. As the immune system mistakenly defends us from pollen, it releases substances that make us sneeze, itch, and basically feel lousy. But some allergies are much more than a nuisance. In fact, some allergies can kill. Imagine, if you would, what would happen if the armed forces suddenly thought that all men named Larry within our borders were dangerous and started raiding New Jersey, bombing Idaho, or sending paratroopers to capture Amarillo, Texas. The consequences of such a mistake would be catastrophic. And likewise, the consequences of a mistaken allergic response to a substance that is no harm to us can also be life-threatening. Before we get to the subject of specific allergies, I need to back up and answer a question that has been nagging a lot of people's minds. We discussed this on Facebook. Why are allergies getting worse? Scientific data support the fact that more people are getting allergies, and these allergies are getting worse over time. Why, in a world where we are more clean and sterile, where we are exposed to less serious disease ever than in human history, are our immune systems getting confused and attacking things that aren't even a threat? Well, one of the most popular theories as to why allergies are on the rise is something called the hygiene hypothesis. This hypothesis suggests that the relative sterility of our environment is causing our allergies. It seems like we're not keeping our immune systems busy enough, and so they're inventing things to do. Evidence supporting this theory includes the fact that immigrants from developing countries see a sharp rise in allergies when coming to industrialized country. Children in larger families have less allergic reactions than do children from smaller families or only children. And people with a certain parasitic infections actually have much lower rates of allergies and asthma. I'm going to leave a link in the show notes for a very interesting episode of This American Life, which describes a man who actually was cured of his severe allergies and asthma by getting a hookworm infection on purpose. So, am I suggesting that we should all get hookworm infections or imitate that gross guy in work who doesn't believe in hygiene? No, but I am suggesting that perhaps our obsession with avoiding germs is a little on the extreme. So, what about allergies? The most serious and potentially life-threatening allergic reaction is a condition called anaphylaxis. Anaphylaxis happens when an allergen is recognized by antibodies, which are special proteins in the body that recognize invaders. When antibodies mistakenly identify a normally benign substance, like peanuts, as an invader in the body, the antibodies immediately combine with certain white blood cells releasing histamine and other substances that have a profound effect on the body. The first symptom of anaphylaxis is something doctors call urticaria. Urticaria are red itchy spots all over the body and are commonly referred to as hives, although down in the south they call them halves. Hives alone are not a sign of serious allergies. In fact, they're a very common condition caused by allergies and even viruses. It is the presence of the other symptoms that not only define anaphylaxis, but make it deadly. These symptoms include breathing difficulties caused by narrowing of the passages that bring air to the lungs. Shortness of breath and wheezing are the most common symptoms of anaphylaxis in this circumstance. Digestive system. Digestive symptoms, such as abdominal pain, vomiting, and diarrhea, 
and shock, which is a sudden drop in blood pressure caused by substances released by the white blood cells. Unless they get immediate help, people having an anaphylactic reaction can die. The allergens that are most notorious for causing anaphylaxis include insect stings, most commonly are the insects related to bees, certain foods including peanuts, shellfish, and eggs, medications, antibiotics are the main culprit, but other medications can also cause anaphylaxis, and latex, which previously had widespread use in hospitals and doctor's offices. There's a second type of allergic reaction that can have serious consequences. It's known as delayed hypersensitivity. The delayed immune reaction shows up as a local reaction of redness and swelling. The reaction doesn't happen until hours after the initial exposure, peaking at 48 to 72 hours afterwards. Poison ivy is an example of a delayed hypersensitivity reaction. This type of reaction is usually not serious, but it can cause problems if the exposure happens in the neck or other critical areas. Insect bites or stings can often cause a delayed reaction, with prolonged redness and significant swelling at the site of the sting. The good news is that people with the delayed reactions are not at increased risk of having anaphylaxis. If your arm swells up significantly after a bee sting, it does not mean that you're in danger of anaphylaxis. So what should you do if you think you have a serious allergy? Let me give my quick and dirty tips on how to deal with bad allergies. Tip number one, get tested. Know what you're allergic to. Allergy testing can determine what exactly you should avoid and may give a means for treatment. Bee sting allergy, for example, can be reduced or eliminated by getting allergy injections, as I described in my last podcast. Latex allergy can go undiagnosed for years without testing, and it will tell you how to avoid latex. Latex allergy can go undiagnosed for years without testing. Knowing what you're allergic to can help you avoid it. Tip number two, get educated. Food allergies can be very hard to deal with. Peanut oil, eggs, and even shellfish can be hidden in many foods that you may be served. Know what you should avoid and be on your guard for them. Latex can also be hard to avoid, so knowing what objects are made of it could save your life. With drug allergies, you should make your doctor and your pharmacist not only know your allergies, but the exact kind of allergic reaction you experienced. Getting an upset stomach and diarrhea, or even a rash from an antibiotic, may not mean you should avoid the drug 100% of the time. But people who have had an anaphylaxis from something like penicillin should not only avoid penicillin, but also antibiotics related to it. Tip number three, be prepared. People who have had serious allergic reactions should wear something alerting others of their allergy. They should also carry an EpiPen, which is a device that injects the person with epinephrine. Epinephrine temporarily counters the immediate threats of shock and breathing difficulties, giving the person time to get to the emergency room and get more aggressive care. If you have family members with a serious allergy, you should also educate yourself about how to use an EpiPen and how to react to a serious allergic reaction. If you have topics you want me to cover, send them to housecalldoctor at quickanddirtytips.com or you can submit them to me on Twitter at housecalldoc or to my Facebook page. And don't forget about my blog, Musings of a Distractible Mind at distractible.org. Let me once again remind you that this podcast is for informational purposes only. My goal is to add to your medical knowledge and translate some of the weird medical stuff you hear so that when you do go to your doctor, your visits will be more fruitful. I don't intend to replace your doctor. He or she is the one you should always consult about your own medical condition. Catch you next time. Stay healthy.